Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Celebrity spotters have gone crazy in the past few weeks with the legendary couple Benifer seemingly back on the scene. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez were engaged years ago before they separated, but now they're back together after JLo's relationship with now ex Alex Rodriguez broke down. So what are the chances of love rekindled lasting? Does the second time around negate all the things that separated them in the first place? Today, we look at love's second chance to see if the future for Benifer or anyone going back to an ex is a good move. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move, and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. We all have someone in our lives, or maybe it's even you, who's gone there again. Sometimes several times, and often we wonder why they keep going back to their exes. Wasn't the reason you broke up in the first place enough to stop you from going back again? Like Emma, who got together with her partner in her early 20s, but says their past relationships got in the way. I was out of a long-term relationship. He was fresh out of a massively, way longer than my long-term relationship. I just didn't want to be his rebound. And I thought, even though he was convinced that he was ready and that it was serious, I just didn't think that we were giving each other the best chance off the back of those relationships. And Siobhan, who says it was just circumstance that caused the issue. We met when we were quite young and we were both sort of not in our home place at the time. We were actually both travelling and very cliche met in a hostel in Byron Bay, as you do. And we did travel around together for a few months, but then he was going off to Asia and I had to go back to finish my degree in Europe. So we sort of had to break up. I didn't want to. I wanted to do long distance because I was young and idealistic and thought, what's the continent between lovers? But yeah, he was a bit more pragmatic and said, I don't think that's very viable. So I went back to Europe, cried the entire 24 hours on the flight. And I'm not joking. The person next to me thought there was something wrong with me. I felt so bad for them. A joint University of Utah and University of Toronto study questioned people about why they might want to stay in or leave a relationship. The reasons people wanted to leave were emotional distance, a breach of trust and general incompatibility, 
Despite those negative feelings, though, almost half of those people still had mixed feelings about leaving, with researchers saying this lines up with the stats that show that as long as there aren't serious issues like abusive behaviour, around 50% of separated couples do get back together again at some stage. For Emma, it was after a year of living in different cities that they realised they were meant for each other. We were in love with each other, honestly. We talked every day. We were pretending that we were friends. We were pretending that we weren't into it. But as soon as we met up, after all that time, it was immediately clear to both of us that we really loved each other. And that's why we decided to get back together. And for Siobhan, it was more of a geographical problem to overcome. I decided three years later to move to Canberra to do my master's and he was still in Holland and he said well why don't you swing by Holland on the way from Canada to Canberra and we'll catch up. So I did that and we went to a party and got very drunk, made out and I immediately started crying and throwing up (laughs) which was a spectacular combination and because I realised I was still madly in love with him and I was devastated that I was now moving a hemisphere away from him. But I think that was a turning point for both of us where we realised, okay, it's been three years, we're still mad for each other. This is happening right now, it seems, with Hollywood superstars Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck. The pair dated a long time ago, the very first couple to earn themselves a portmanteau. Yes, before there was a Brangelina, pre-Tomcat and Kimye, there was Benifer. When did you fall in love? You keep asking that. I told you, you can't pinpoint it. It was like we became friends first. Yeah, that is the honest to God truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the truth. It's the truth. We, we, we kind of, you know, we went into it with, with that, at least I did, with a sense of like being excited about the movie, kind of focusing on that, both of us kind of coming from sort of distracting Being other really stuff. happy that we liked each other. But as many good Hollywood relationships go, they got engaged with a whopping $2.5 million, 6.1 carat pink diamond solitaire ring and then broke up not long after. The pair going their separate ways to marry others, have children and then divorce those people too. J-Lo had been in a long-term relationship with former baseball player Alex Rodriguez and it seemed from the outside to be a very healthy one. But then rumours started to circulate this year that they weren't doing so well. And then the news broke that the end had come. A-Rod filming a sad Insta video of his mantelpiece adorned with pictures of his now lost love. Very quickly after the split was announced, though, Jen and Ben were spotted hanging out together again in Big Sky, Montana, before returning to LA, where they both appeared at the Vax Live concert. Laura Brodnick is the co-host of Mamma Mia's The Spill podcast and our resident expert on all things celebrity, TV and movies. Laura, have these two had any contact with one another since they broke up? So it's been 17 years since they called off their engagement, if you can think back that far. Back in 2002, they got engaged and they called it off in 2004, citing the tabloid media making life too difficult for them, which I think is going to even escalate even more now. They actually have talked about each other a lot in interviews over the years, really complimenting each other's careers, but they weren't ever pictured together until recently where their images emerged of them going into each other's houses and even recently going on a long holiday in Montana where they were kind of kissing and walking around for the paparazzi to see them. So it seems like they very much want the world to know that they're back on. So what is actually happening here? Are they legit back together? Is this just a rebounder for Jennifer? Was this going on while she was still with A-Rod? Do we know any details? 
I mean, I feel like it is. I mean, not that we would ever really know, but it seems like it is a real relationship, but they definitely want the public to know about it because if you're at that level of Hollywood fame with that much money and resources, you're not photographed together unless you want to be, unless you want that message out in the world. So obviously Jennifer Lopez had that kind of very messy breakup with Alex Rodriguez with insinuations of him cheating on her. And so she's probably thinking that both herself and her brand didn't come out of that narrative very well. So her next relationship had to be very strategic. And so now no one's talking about poor Jennifer Lopez. Her fiancé cheated on her and treated her horribly. They're all saying how amazing that this iconic couple from decades ago, this power couple, have come back together. And the same for Ben Affleck. I mean, his brand had taken a serious hit over the years after breaking out with Jennifer Garner and then breaking out with Anna Diamas after they had their whole pandemic romance and people were kind of calling him sad Affleck. And now all of a sudden his cachet is just sky high again and people are saying that he's back to being the movie star he once was because he's back with Jennifer Lopez. So the kind of benefit brand effect, even all these like two decades later, is still just as strong as it ever was, which is crazy to think about. Are there other relationships in Hollywood that have had that bigger break? Who's been the longest? So nothing around kind of getting close to that two-decade marker, but it has been kind of this big celebrity pull over the last couple of decades, especially for celebrities to merge their brands together and then had their on-off relationship kind of almost be a part of their public persona. So I guess one of the big couples was Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth. So they got together in 2012. That's going back a long way now. And then were engaged and had a very public romance. They broke up and then in, I think it was December 2019, were re-engaged, got married and then broke up again. So that was one of those kind of very on and off relationships. And a very similar thing happened with Zayn Malik and Gigi Hadid. They were kind of this Hollywood super couple back in 2015. 15, broke up in 2018 by releasing a statement, but then just a year or so later were photographed together, rekindling their relationship and now have a child together. So again, one of those kind of on and off celebrity couples, but nothing getting close to it as long as Benefer were apart. And probably another couple that kind of fits into that whole Hollywood mold of breaking up their relationship is also Megan Fox and Brian Austin Green. So they were married in 2010. And then after five years of marriage, they announced they were getting divorced. And then just a year later, she was photographed um, very obviously pregnant. And then she announced that he was the father and they were getting back together. But then they divorced again in 2019. So there are a couple of celeb couples who have kind of yo-yoed back and forth, but it usually kind of happens over a few year period, not two decades. Now, even the royals have found themselves falling in and out of love, haven't they? Yeah, so William and Kate are kind of one of the couples that very much talked about having a break. So as the story goes, they had a huge fight in 2007 that ended in their relationship coming to a close. And then just a couple of months later, so about six months later, they've since said in interviews, they decided that their relationship was back on. So they only had that six months kind of apart. But at the time, it was very public knowledge that they were separated. They were photographed separately. And people kind of thought it was the end of their relationship before they kind of didn't so much announce that they were back together as they started being photographed together publicly. So kind of one of the few royal couples that's been very public about taking some time apart. So those are the lives of celebrity couples who reunited. But what about us average peeps? What are the chances that a couple who reunites for a second time can make an actual go of it in the real world? Elizabeth Shaw is the CEO of Relationships Australia New South Wales and has worked for over 25 years as a clinical and counselling psychologist with extensive experience in relationship services. Elizabeth, in your experience, why do couples decide to go for it again? 
I think there is something about unfinished business and it may well be that the reasons that they broke up, the story they have around that is not one that's full of damage and pathology. It may have been that they broke up because they felt they were too young the first time around or immature or they made mistakes. So when they look back, they have a story that in itself is a sort of a soft start to a reconnection. And there certainly is nostalgia because when you've been together, there's a lot that you've shared and sometimes that person is the only person in your life who shared that particular phase in the way that it was. And all of that draws you into a special connection that can feel worth revisiting. And is it worth revisiting? Are couples who get back together usually successful? Certainly they can be successful if what draws them back together is not nostalgia alone. If it is that from a position of having grown up and maybe had other experiences, they can say some of the things that drove us apart, we really can say that we're on top of. I think if they wallpaper over that and get back together without really saying, let's discuss why we broke up the first time, then some of the old cracks can just reappear. Why is that? And we've seen this with celebrity couples in particular, like Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez right now. But it seems like so many people around them are gunning for them to get back together. Like the people around broken up couples sometimes do this. Like they really advocate for this couple to get back together. Why do you think we get really invested in other people's relationships like that? Look, I think if it's a close friend group, it can be, of course, in the best of circumstances because they really did see that you were a good match and that you perhaps broke up for reasons that you know, had things been different, a bit more maturity, a bit more wisdom, it may not have happened. So, you know, on a good day, it could be about that. But of course, there's also self-interest. A good friend group really likes who's in the friend group, like any in-group. And when a couple breaks up, it shatters something about the dynamic. And introducing new partners, you know, as we know, the dynamic is never quite the same. So there can be a huge pull to get the gang back together again. So there's also self-interest running in all of that. Okay, Elizabeth, so say that we are separated people who are eyeing off an ex right now thinking maybe. What do we need to do to prepare ourselves before we launch back into a second round with a previous partner? Well, I think the first thing is to really have a good hard look at why you broke up last time. Because if, for example, it was the other person who broke up, so you always feel a bit, you know, on the back foot and there's something about recovering the pain and agony of that. If that's what's driving you, then it's important to know that. It's often good to check in with the friends that were around at that time and say, you know, looking back now, what's your perspective on why we broke up and ask them to be really honest you know, with you, if you can take it. Because I think we rewrite history and we can look back with that nostalgia and the things that we missed. It might be that you're looking back from a lonely position. Maybe you just haven't had a settled relationship since. There could be a whole lot of things that are running that are not necessarily the very best reasons for getting back together. So I think having a good hard look at why, and even as you get to know each other, to try and think about what did I enjoy about this person, but also how have we changed, like to really actively turn your mind to what's different, why would this work now when it didn't work before? And look, depending on how long the relationship was and the terms of the breakup, it could even be worth seeing a couple counselling counsellor together as you re-establish the relationship to have a fresh gaze to even ask you some of those challenging questions. 
Now, you are not Ben Affleck or Jennifer Lopez's counsellor or their couple's counsellor at this stage, but if you were to look at them from the outside, the pair have always been very complimentary to each other in the years that they've been separated. At the time they separated, they were under immense pressure. They were being stalked by paparazzi. They were the front page of every magazine. They were the subject of every rumour. That seemed to be what led to them breaking up. Would you see the circumstances surrounding Benefer as a possibility that they could come back together and be a successful couple? Look, I guess as you as you have a bird's eye view into someone else's relationship, you never really know what goes on. And there is something about celebrity couples that people get very attached to. There is that whole projection of the fairy tale. But it's certainly true that external pressures can mean that as a couple, you just weren't at your best. And that's all part of growing up past it. Because often, if you get back together, some of those circumstances, like if it was death in the family or loss of jobs or whatever, you could say, well, maybe none of those things will happen again. But when it comes to celebrity, if part of it is the pressure you're under and being pursued, you have to expect some of those things would happen again. So, you know, coming back to those questions, what have we got going for us now that we didn't then? And to really look at that, because often those things bring you together. They also can be enormous stresses. So if they're going to keep being stresses, you've got to get something in those cracks so that they just don't reappear. For Emma, despite the realisation they were in love, it wasn't enough to keep them together. So after three slash four years of being involved with each other, it didn't work out. We did long distance for well over two years. He moved to Sydney. We didn't move in together, though. We lived separately when he moved here to see what it would be like. I always wanted to live together, though. He couldn't really ever commit to that. So, yeah, it was great that he moved here and I loved having him here, but we didn't live together and that was a real sort of sticking point. I saw that as a bigger symbol of commitment issues and, yeah, very sadly, we broke up. For Siobhan, though, it was a much happier ending. He was in Holland and I was in Norway and we decided that was near enough and we decided to give it a go. And from there, we've stayed together and it's just been hard. It's been difficult because we haven't been in the same place for quite a long time. And we did eventually come together in Sydney, which is where we are now. And it's totally worked out. And we got married and it's been lovely. (laughs) But sadly, Laura doesn't think it's going to be happy ever after for Benefer. Yeah, look, I don't want to break anyone's hearts, but I wouldn't think they were heading to the altar or they're going to be like an endgame couple or anything like that. I think between the two of them, there's too much history there. And if the pressure on their relationship from the media is what ended their engagement last time, it's even more intensive now. And they've also both got kids and past marriages, so there's almost even more for them to lose. So I feel like why people have attached themselves to this so much is that it's this hit of nostalgia, that this kind of return to old Hollywood and that idea of this couple getting back together, it's why people all these years later are still so obsessed with Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston is that we want this idea of a fairy tale romance and so everyone's really attaching that sentiment to Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck but I think at this time they both have a lot to gain from it both publicly and probably personally I mean they're two hot rich people I'm sure they're having a good time together but I don't think this is going to be something we see for the long haul I don't think they're headed for the altar like William and Kate. This episode of The Quickie was produced by myself, Claire Murphy, and our executive producer, Siobhan Moran-McFarlane. Audio production by Ian Camilleri.
And if you're like Mamma Mia's own Jessie Stevens, you might be considering having kids one day, but are at the same time terrified of the process of giving birth. That's why she sat down with eight different women to discuss their very different birth experiences. My name is Jessie Stevens, and one day I'd like to have a baby. There's just one small problem. I'm absolutely bloody terrified of birth, which is why I'm hosting Mamma Mia's brand new podcast called The Delivery Room, speaking to eight women over eight weeks about eight very different types of birth. The Delivery Room, in partnership with Elevate, coming soon to a podcast app near you. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.